Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things and also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories and crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile and let you know you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The The Russian Russian Sisters. Sisters. Hello, all of you, the Russian Sisters podcast listeners. Hi. Thanks for joining us for another episode. It's great to be here. Always great to see you, Alexandra. Well, how are you, Anna? I'm hanging in, Al. I'm hanging in. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing pretty well. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you for asking. Of course. Yeah. And that's the nice thing to do is reciprocate. Yes. Reciprocate. I don't even know. Where are you from now? I feel like, you know, the urgicator, Jerry mm. Brooks, sometimes I mimic him He's when I'm really hilarious. tired. He is very hilarious. We can pop some of his links in the bottom because he has some great urgicator linky links. And they're very funny to watch if you're a person in education and not even not. And I don't remember where exactly he's from, but somewhere not here. That, that would be correct. I think one of my favorites of him is that he's looking like he's talking down to someone on the floor and he's going on and on about like, okay, we really need to get you back to class. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sorry they're making fun of your hair Mm -hmm. and someone took your lunch. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, but there are 25 children that you need to teach. So I need you to get up. Yeah. It's like, you're the teacher (laughs) and I need you to do your job. (laughs) That one made me chuckle. Yes. That was a funny one. And he has more just like that. So We'll link him because it's fun. But yes, I wasn't meaning to sound like him, but I did. And so there that is. All right. So hi, welcome back. It's a beautiful day. The weather here in Colorado has been remarkable. It has been really nice. And you know what? That's really impacted my mood, I think, in many ways. Sure. Because I started getting outside more often. I want to be outside more often, even though it's been really windy. The sun and the vitamin D has been stellar for my mood. I think that's great. Yeah, bucket filling. Yeah. Also, I signed up for a 10K. Did you? With some friends and my mother, who is oh, also your right. mother. Yes. Mm-hmm. A 10K. It's going to happen around um, Memorial Day weekend. Actually, not around on Memorial Day. So I was like, oh, I've got maybe two, three weeks before that date. And so I best get start getting myself in shape. I love that. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, it was comical. And I'm very glad I went um, the first time to go outside and do some laps and prep for this 10K, which is 6.2 miles. And I am glad that I did it by myself because it was a little bit of a struggle. And I was like, oh, shoot, I got to get myself rolling so that my mother who is a couple decades my senior, isn't kicking my ass. Oh, I think it's fantastic if she does that. I know. And, you know, we went for a practice walk the other day. We did a couple laps around another lake, and I just noticed how she's always like a step ahead of me. And I'm like, good for you, sister. She's, She's in great shape. Are you ready to get up at like four in the morning to go to this race? No, and I don't even know how we're going to get there, who's going to drop us off or how we're going to get a ride home. So I'm just putting that into the universe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, how like, many of you are there now? I think five or six of us going. So oh. we're going to have to figure something out. That's Do a cool. ride share or something. I don't know. Yeah. And anyway, so I signed up for a 5K, which is really exciting. Speaking of Wait, mother. Sorry. It's 10K, 10K, okay. 10K. Okay. Mm-hmm. 6.2. All right. All right. Not 3.1. That was wishful thinking. <laughs> On my part, because I can do two laps. I can do that. No problem. I've I've got that one down. But yeah, it's doubling that, that I was like, oof, 
I'm going to have to get my little tootsies ready. It's a really fun race. It's called the Boulder Boulder, which is actually nationally known. But it's a fun race, and people are out, and they're going to cheer you on, and it and it makes it not so monotonous. Yeah, it's a very fun race. People are out in their lawns and spraying you down with hoses, especially in the warmer weather, and the band's playing, and you end up at the university and the stadium, and so it's all very exciting. And then as you run into the stadium, then your face is on the Jumbotron, and that's always pretty special. It makes me feel like I'm famous for a minute. Like a winner. As like, I'm at the end of this 6.2 miles and my face is all red and blotchy and I have (laughs) sausage fingers and I have blisters on my feet. Yeah, I'm a hot mess, but it'll be really exciting to see that up on the Jumbotron. Mm -hmm. It is really fun. I'm excited for you guys. I think it's going to be cool. Thank you. Yeah, I I am excited. Speaking of mother, I did want to give shout out to mothers everywhere. Mm. Mothers and grandmothers and godmothers, because we just had in the U.S. the Mother's Day Mm -hmm. and celebrated all the mothers. And so for mothers, mothers of all different types, we salute you. Yeah. Because we didn't before, and I just wanted to give you a shout out. Oh, okay. That's very nice of you. Well, thank you. It's kind of like my birthday rule. I usually miss people's birthdays, so we're just going to... It's retro. Yeah. Yeah. Retroactive celebration, which, you know, it's comical. And there are a gajillion memes out there about how like this one fake holiday is celebrating the moms. And we pretend (laughs) for a day that someone else is going to be like really nice and make you brunch Mm -hmm. or get the mimosas ready for you or so you could go get your hair did or your nails done. And yeah, but so there are a lot of moms that are just over it. In fact, I was looking on the social media and there was a person we know and she posted something about how messed up this whole day is and how she, she's like, I want to know how many of you are not, I want to know, but you know, are there any other moms out there like me who just think that this is a stupid day? And <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Only because I just think if you're going to have one day of the year, this is what cracks me up. And I talked to some colleagues about this. You're going to have one day of the year that you're supposed to celebrate moms, which means that the moms are supposed to show up to things. And the only thing that they pretty much from the ladies I've talked to really want to do is not be around anybody. Right. And yet there's this expectation. And then, yeah, usually the moms end up doing the work anyway. Yes. And I have a colleague and she said that her practice or her ritual with her or tradition is the word I'm looking for with her family is that the sisters and the aunts or moms, like the women relatives get together and go do brunch. And then all the partners are left home with the children. And so they get to go have their fun and everything. But I just think it gets complicated if you don't have that partner or spouse to pitch in and then you're still doing all the work anyway, and you don't yeah. get that that reprieve for that two hours right. <laughs> of your life, mm-hmm. which I think is like the hurt, the hit is like, really, thanks for giving me two hours out of my entire life right. to go and have brunch yeah. on this one day of the year. But that being aside, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy about it. Mothers, we salute you. There you go. This past Mother's Day and all days, quite honestly. What's going on for you? I guess let's start there. How are you? Oh, for me? Gosh, well, I've just been, you know, the endless projects going on in my yard. So now that I can actually use my hose, that's great. So my yard still looks like a chia pet, but slowly the grass is coming in. I hate weeding, but you know, the one thing I will say is that in my normal job, I don't feel very fulfilled or accomplished a lot Mm -hmm. of the time, which Mm -hmm. I know some of you might be like, Oh, that's so sad, but no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But I find that weeding makes me feel very accomplished because I'm like, Oh yes, sucker. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. So I do have some conversations with weeds like, Oh no, you're coming out. You're coming out. And there are still some connected to 
that awesome cottonwood that went down and my neighbor's other cottonwood is dying. So who knows what's going to happen with that? It's like my HOA is really awesome. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm getting a shed. The grill's put together. I have a patio set that I can put out. It's just that my patio is now chipped. So I have to have the guys come out and see if they can fix it. So it's one thing after another, but it's fun to work. I'm. It's weird for me because normally I'm like, I don't like yard work. But now, as you said, now that it's warmer, we're spending a lot of time outside. That is really exciting. And I'm excited for the backyard barbecues and the chilling on the patios. I'm very excited for it to be that time of year again. And I know we've talked like probably ad nauseum about like school and how tired we are. But I'm like, it's so true that I can't even get things accomplished um, right now because of all the end of the year activities that are happening that have to do with my job and with school. And so there's not just like school during the day, but then their end of year awards ceremonies and then concerts. And we have concerts of friends, kids who are in school and the nieces have things going on. And so there's just a lot of wrap up end of the year activities. So it's just a very busy time of the year. And I told Alexandra today, I, I had a really weird day yesterday. It was just exhausting mentally, physically day at school. It really took a toll on me. And the residual was that today I was ever tired today but productive day at work. She was like, how was your day? And I'm like, really great. It was productive. No crises like yesterday. So that's outstanding. But then when I felt like I was just so tired. So when I got home from work, I just sat on the couch and Alexandra called and just to check in. And we were talking for a minute. And she's like, are you sleeping? I was like, no, but I think I need to before we get together tonight. And then I got off the phone with her and shut my eyelids and woke up what I thought was maybe 20, 30 minutes later and two hours had passed by <laughs> two whole hours of my life into a void. And I was like, holy moly, like I just went into some t kind of time warp, like I shut my eyes and opened them and two hours had passed. Well, I really woke up to my, one of my cats like um, clawing at my head because <laughs> she was hungry. And Wake I'm up. like, it cannot be time for you to eat. Like I need you to not claw at my hair right now. And then I, when I saw the time, I was like, oh, holy moly. Yes, yes, it is time for you to eat. It's time for me to get up and put myself together because because I got to go. But that was just fascinating for me to just, yes, I was exhausted. Yeah, clearly you needed it. Apparently so. I, that's not my favorite because my point of that is that there's so much I need to do at home. The laundry list of things to do and get done and just keep house and try and maintain a clean household is not happening right now. Sure. In fact, Alexander came to pick me up the other day and she's like, I'm going to be early. Is it okay if I just hang out at your house? And I like gulped and I was like, oh my God, like knowing the state of my house now, it's not like in complete disarray, but it's definitely not at the, yes, you can just pop by and hang out because then she walked around because there was no place to sit. No, no, there was a place <laughs> to sit and I sat down. I just wasn't sure how long. I was like, I'm not going to get comfortable if you're coming down in 30 seconds. All right. Okay. Thank you. That makes me feel a little bit better because I was like, oh my God, like my dining room table is like all this stuff just gets piled there. The books I need to read for this summer, the gift bags from things that are coming up and have happened, a modem that I need to check out that I was given, like just all sorts of just things that I've had zero time mm -hmm. to sort. And even my kitchen is like, oh my God, the counters, I it just, it feels overwhelming and I don't like it. But that is all to say 
in two and a half weeks, school and the massive amount of energy that's going to go into school is going to decrease immensely because the children will be gone. And while I still get to go to work and have a few more days of my job before summer officially starts for me, the mental toll, the physical toll won't be as great as it is. Like, I won't feel like I need to come home from those days and take a two hour nap in the void. Yes. No, that makes sense. You know, all these concerts Anna's talking about. Yeah, no, I don't go to those. (laughs) Well, first of all, no, they're all at 7 p.m. (laughs) That's where I'm getting my magnetism right now. Like, oh, I'm nope, that's not happening. And it doesn't mean that I'm against going to high school and middle school concerts. It's just one of those things where I'm like, ooh, I don't know how to fit that in. And my capacity is really low. But Anna takes one for the team and goes. So and they love it. You know, you know. Everyone loves to see you and and you love hearing them sing. La la la. So I do. Yeah. And yesterday's concert for Ricky. Ricky, our former producer, Ricky. I know. You guys, he's graduating high school next Friday. Next Friday, which for you is like, what does that mean? But like in a, in a week, in a week, Ricky, our former producer and tech person is graduating high school. And so he had his last concert of his high school career and he had a solo and it was amazing and he's amazing. But yeah, that's fun. So I, I did want to be there. But yeah, I'm like, gosh, I'm filling the calendar with things and not really filling my own bucket. And don't take that to mean that these things aren't enjoyable, just not necessarily bucket fillers for me. But I wanted to tell you, like speaking of work, I'm really proud of the fact that we had an intern this year through one of the universities, an intern at work, counseling intern, school counseling intern. And she's been so phenomenal. And we were doing interviews, oh gosh, probably a month ago now to find a replacement for my colleague who is leaving the school. And so we had to do interviews. And I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I want to make sure that our intern is prepared and is able to interview because she's graduating and going to be looking for a job. And we would have kept her on where we are, but she's moving out of state. And um, yeah, she's getting married and kind of moving home. And so I'm really excited for her. And I know she's going to be stellar, but I was like, gosh, that's one thing I think is a marker for our job or my role is to make sure that, I don't know, these interview questions, I, I just was like, hmm, for our program, I'd want to make sure that if I'm asking someone their answers to these things that I've given them the experience and the opportunities to be able to answer the questions and have those experiences, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So you want to make sure that in their job as an intern, that they have been exposed to things that will allow them to answer the questions. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Okay. So, That makes sense. Yes. And after the interview, I sat down with her and I was like, I just wanted her to hear like, hear the types of things that we're asking and hear the look for's because all sorts of people answered the questions in a variety of ways, but we have certain look for's. And so I don't just want someone to be able to answer the question to my look for specifically. I want them to be able to have that life experience or the stories to be able to add instead of just saying these rote answers that aren't as exciting in an interview. Like what are your... What is it? What are your areas of growth and your strengths? That one always gets me. You know, we don't ask that anymore because I can tell that through your answers and other questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. 
but I've heard, and I we could probably do that. That'll be fun to do another time. I've heard that there are some companies that will ask like really wacky problem solving questions. And once upon a time, people were asking like, if you were an animal, what would you be? And they were looking oh, for I've like specific that. animals. Yeah. In an interview. Yeah, I was totally thrown off it. And again, there are some look for us, right? I think the problem with these kinds of questions is that it's kind of like you're almost set up for failure unless you already know what mm-hmm. they're like. They're looking for something or the kind of animal they're waiting for you to say what that animal is. And if you don't pick it, it's like, and I think most, most companies right now are just looking for ways to weed people out. Like sure. I applied to a job and it was exactly that. Like I got from one point to another and then it was basically, they were looking for a way to weed me out. And to me that sucks because then you're just missing out on other talents and kind of like test anxiety, yeah. right? You might not test very well, but that doesn't mean you don't have the knowledge. You might not say the right animal or I can't tell you like, Gosh, in my 20s, I think I applied to Starbucks twice and I never passed the personality quiz. And I still to this day have no idea what their algorithm or rubric was looking for, but it wasn't me. And there are other people. And sometimes when I go in there, I'm like, ooh, you passed the personality quiz? Like, then you Mm -hmm. go down that road of like, what am I missing? But I finally just had to sort of let that one go. You were not meant to be a barista there. I guess I was not. But it's just interesting when people are looking for those specific answers. And if you don't, give them, then it's like, oop, you're out. And then to me, you're missing whatever the person actually is saying. But I know. We'll see. Right? Yeah, like we'll in that see. interview, what if, because I've talked about how my spirit animal is a bear, right? Grizzly, most specifically. And they're pretty solitary animals. And they usually, you know, <laughs> have... Hibernate in the they winter. Hibernate. During first semester. <laughs> and if they have kids, they're usually like in pairs, but they don't hang on to them for very long and they right wash, rinse, repeat. And so I'm like, ooh, I love the grizzly. And I was born in the year of a snake and I'm a Taurus. And so those are like all the things that I channel. But then if you're looking for a goldfish in the interview, like I would fail that so badly. Yeah. Is that ever the answer, the goldfish? I never got it like from tiger? the company. Hyena? That story for that particular company that asked me, they actually did hire. I said I was a tiger. I think that's the only thing. Oh, tiger is good. They ended up hiring me to wait tables. It was this high-end hotel, this brand new high-end hotel in the restaurant. And I told them, I said, hey, this is my start date. Well, the guy didn't listen to that. And he put me on a schedule for another day and then calls me and I was out of town. I said, I told you I can't start then. He's like, okay, you're fired. Like I got fired before I ever even started. And I was like, definitely not my place to work. Yeah. Wow, people are weird. And now they're like struggling to find good people for every industry. So what's funny about that is they had a whole policy that was like a zero tolerance drug policy. And they'd have you basically everyone had to take a piss test. Drug test? Yeah, thank you. There it is. (laughs) Um, Before you could be hired. Now, mind you, this is in Boulder, Colorado. Mm. And they couldn't hire anyone because everyone was failing it, mostly for weed. And they started trying to poach the best servers from around the area, like the finer restaurants in Boulder. And all of those people failed the drug test. And so they finally had to relax that. And I was like, good luck. Try. I mean, hello, it's restaurants. Like I worked in a fine dining restaurant in college where the chef was like doing cocaine right before his shift and after. And I was like, uh-huh. and you want to drug test people? It's restaurants. Like you're not yeah, going to find cocaine that. was big in it is probably still, I don't even know, I haven't worked in restaurants in a long time, but when I was in college, our GM, the nickname for him was Coke Daddy. 
And not for the soda. <laughs> no, no. He was like up in his office snorting away. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And I was just like, what? That's a thing? But yeah, a lot of the servers there also were into the pot too. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Well, interestingly enough, the state of Colorado, when marijuana became legal, there was like this thing before pot was passed in Colorado, like before it became legal, you couldn't have done certain drugs for so many years. And it was like seven years, you had to be drug free, kind of like the feds, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you go to get interviewed for a job for the FBI, you have to be like drug free and pretty clean. And yeah, they changed that. Yes, they had to change it because, <laughs> and the state of Colorado did too, like to get a state job, because they were like, we will not be able to hire anybody. Mm -hmm. If we say you can't have used marijuana for the last two years and any like other drugs for three years. So they had to amend yeah. their hiring qualifications. I thought that was very interesting. Anyway, my whole point to that story <laughs> back in the beginning is that awesomely, I went and I talked with our intern about just the interviews and how they went and what we were looking for and just wanted to give her a heads up. And then we ended up doing a mock interview with her before she had a job interview for a school out in the state where she's moving. And um, we did the mock interview in the morning and then provided her feedback. And then she had the interview that afternoon. And like half an hour after the interview, she let us all know she got the job. Oh, that's awesome. It's super cool. Did you pat yourself on the back? No, nah, you know, I try not to be prideful about things like Jeez. that, Alexandra. <laughs> Fist bump yourself. But I was like, high five. I did. I might yeah. have like air high fived. I was really excited. Wait, um, what did you say? You try not to be what? Prideful. Mm. Okay. I'm going to stop you for a second because oh. Mel Robbins, yeah. love her, talks about looking at yourself in the mirror and giving yourself a high five. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a difference between like, haha, we, you know, like I, I just, I, there's a fine line, I think. <laughs> I just got so tongue tied there. <laughs> there is such a fine line, I think, about like, look at me, look at me. And, and then also like being able to congratulate yourself like for a job well done. Because that is something I do think is important, like to recognize when you mm -hmm. do a good job or you did a good deed or whatever. I don't know. I could go on a tangent there, but that's not where this episode is going. She gave herself a hug. I did. I was proud of the fact that we as a team helped this young person be a little bit more prepared. Like I said, she's a rock star, so she did the majority on her own. But the interviews and the mock interviews helped, and our opportunities and experiences that she's had with us also helped. So that was great. I'm very excited for her. I have to tell you, a couple weeks ago, maybe it was a little bit more than that ago, we were talking <laughs> about paying with checks. I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast, but it came up with a friend of ours. I think it might have been like over Easter dinner or something. So it was a little while ago. We were like, oh my gosh, remember back in the day when you used to pay with checks? And we were just talking about this like as a casual conversation among friends. And I hadn't seen anyone pay with a check at a store in eons, like in a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was hilarious then when not long after that conversation on Easter among friends when we were talking about checks and the form of payments and how everyone used to look at you funny when you had to get out your checkbook and fill it out and then the person needs your ID and then they have to get your phone number and then it's just this really long process and all these people behind you are like machine breaks uh-huh oh my gosh like I can't believe this person is paying with a check I should go to the other line where I can just pay with my cash right because they're <laughs> 
I don't know, just credit cards and all that jazz were maybe just not as used. I don't even know. But checks was a big thing and it used to be like a hassle. And then anytime you had to use a check when you went to the grocery store, you were like, sorry. And you had that look to the people behind you like, "Mm, sorry, I have to pay with a check. And then sorry, I'm holding you up because it's going to take like a minute longer than you to pay for your groceries. Well, this whole thing, and we were talking about that, like, oh my gosh, remember back in the day and the kids these days? Oh my gosh, remind me to come back to kids these days. (laughs) But kids these days are like, I don't even know what a check is and what is that used for? Well, funny enough, I went to the grocery store, not long after this conversation. And you know, when you go with your cart and you're like, which line is going to be the best one for me that I'm going to be able to move through? And you look at carts and how much people have in their carts and you're like, what line is going to be smoother and what one should I join? Well, I joined this one where the cart was kind of full, but the lady at the register was moving through pretty quickly. So I was like, this seems like a good one for me. And so I pop right in. And then first of all, in the lane next to me, they moved like through three people by the time I got to the counter. And so I was like, gosh, funny, funny how we pick Mm -hmm. the lines. And then you're like, oh, just watching people pass by you in the other lines. Like, I wish I had gotten in that one, but it's too late now. So irritating. (laughs) Because I'm committed. I'm committed to this one. And then I don't want to hurt this registered lady's feelings by going to that one. Not that it would, you know, it's like a service industry. They probably don't care. There'd be another person behind me who'd come to check out at this particular register. Anyway, the lady in front of me like had a lot of stuff. So I'm just sitting there and just being patient and smiling at everybody and ha ha ha, having a great day. Not even on my phone playing a game. I'm just like enjoying the scene and trying to take in the people and the humans that are in the store around me. And then it's time for the lady to pay and she takes out her checkbook. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, I have not seen this in eons. And we were just talking about that. And how funny is that, that we were just talking about that. And I was like, oh my gosh, people still pay with checks. Of course they do. But then of course you're like, huh, I wonder what this person's life circumstances are that they're paying with a checkbook. I do that. I don't know if you do that. And it's not in a judgy way. It's just like, hmm, I just, just wonderings that I have. Because Some I'm, people don't like anything plastic. This is true. Yeah, no, I know people who just do cash and checks. Huh, fascinating. Right, because you're like, is payday coming up? And you just, right, like, I, I don't know. Like, mm. I, and again, I, I'm just curious. I'm a curious person no, by nature. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't actually know that answer. I mean, I've seen people who will still, it has nothing to do with how much money they have. They just don't like the idea of being tracked, I guess. And I think we've talked about this, how stores track you. We all know this. Your phones track you, your stores track you. The Power of Habits book talks about Target and how Target created their way to track you. Mm -hmm. So every store has that. We know that. I had a friend who, like even their phone bill, they would just go into the store once a month and pay cash for their phone bill. And that's, they want to be tracked. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they ever did check, which was funny because you did mention that happened. And then I I was at Costco and then I watched an elderly man use his check. And I was like, that's funny. That is funny. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm like, am I now manifesting check writers? Well, and I actually have met a few people who aren't necessarily in that generation who they don't like the idea of online banking, which I love, but they don't like online banking. They don't like debit cards. They don't, they just, they think that somehow it's fraudulent. Like I've literally Mm. had conversations with people who think that it's fraudulent and they're like, no, I'm not doing it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. We're going to stay off the grid except have a cell phone. That's right. Yeah. Okay, to each his own. Hurt. Yeah. Well, you know, and the Netflix account and, uh, you know, Prime, but yeah. But 
No debit card. You just reminded me that I heard today some suggestions for some good documentaries to watch, and I can't remember any names of them right now, so I'm going to have to text the people and ask them to send me the names of these documentaries. Stay tuned. I know, because I do enjoy a good documentary, and I still have been watching Murder, She Read. She wrote. That's (laughs) Murder, She Wrote? No, Murder, She Wrote, which is funny. I was at a meeting with my pod team today, my colleagues today, and we were talking about these shows, and I was like, well, I'll have to interrupt Murder, She Wrote in order to watch these shows (laughs) and bless these people that I work with who are... 12, 15 years younger than I am. And they're like, what? What is that show? I've never heard of that. And I was like, (gasps) J.B. Fletcher, come on. Yeah, they're probably watching the Kardashians. And then I was like, Angela Lansbury, she's probably dead by now. I don't know. She seemed like forever old in the shows. And then they Googled her and she's very much alive. So I'm sorry about that, (laughs) Angela Lansbury. I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah. and you're not even that old. It's just, uh, yeah, I apologize. But I am still shocked at like the, in the 80s, so again, not very long ago, how just racist things were and sexist and how that was allowed. And so it's no wonder that we've kind of like, in the last couple of decades, really taken a stand and said, These, this is not okay. This is not okay to put out in a show and on a network. This is not okay messaging. And that people are, are standing up and saying there needs to be a change because that is not okay. So I find this very interesting only because I find that in the last 30 years, I had to count my decades because I almost said 20, but it's no, it's more than that. I find that some television is more violent. Oh, but definitely. if you come out and say this is, and again, not trying to get political, y'all. I'm just saying that it's very interesting that race can come up and I'm all for that. Like, it's very interesting to see how TV has changed, but the violence is okay. Yeah, I think you bring up an excellent point and maybe that's something to delve into the future. But I, I wonder if it's like, well, we can't talk about Sex. Well, even though that does come up, but we can't be sexist and we can't be racist. And so all of that stuff was selling before and now violence does. I don't know, but you're right. I don't know if we've talked about that before on the podcast, but we've certainly talked about with each other, just the rating system and the movie rating system and what used to be R is now PG. And so it's like, whoa, I mean, so much more is allowed now. Yeah. A few years back, I had a kindergarten student who was telling me all about Deadpool kindergarten and I was like oh no come again and he could quote it and then he would reenact it and he was pretty impacted but he didn't understand the meaning behind what he was doing so he thought it was normal to like walk up to one of his peers and be like I'm gonna slit your throat because that's what he that's what he watched and that's it I love the Marvel movies well some of them I think some of them have gotten a little little overdone but they're definitely more towards the violent sexual stuff like I've known people who've let their five and six and seven year olds watch them and I will see you when buddy's that age but right now I'd be like no no way and I remember when the new it came out how many of my kids students middle school and even elementary were watching that and then they were showing up to school in like Pennywise t-shirts and stuff and I'm like that is insane like such a scary movie come on Stephen King like that's frightening and parents were allowing their kids to watch these horror shows I'm like that is not okay yeah but who I am actually, I who am I I had oh what was it oh it was like a fourth grader once I was talking to and she was telling me how her parents wanted to go to a movie and so they took her with them and it was John Wick yeah she was nine at the time and she's telling me how they covered her And I haven't seen John Wick, so you guys bear with me. But any sort of sex scene, I guess, or something like that. 
they covered her eyes. And I'm like, you know, she can still hear. So she heard everything, but couldn't see it. It just cracked me up as she's telling me the story again. And I was like, oh, she's like, yeah, there are some noises. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my I don't even gosh. know what to do. Do your math. I don't know what's happening. I feel like like movies like that, you would just need to put on like one of those sleep blindfold things, like a sleep mask over your eyes instead of like trying to cover your eyes. You know, yeah, you can still often. hear it though. You need the noise canceling headphones. Just pop in some music, like, <laughs> or leave that child at home for a movie like that, right? Just leave the kid at home, get a sitter. Or if you can't get a sitter, then you don't get to watch the movie. I don't know. Listen to me. Else. I don't know. I don't, just, <laughs> I don't have children. I have cats. So what do I know? <laughs> Is he on at the movie theater with her cat with an eye cover? <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't look, mittens. Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> You're too young. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. While I'm still on the topic of school, sort of, I have to tell you about a funny story that happened to me the other day. So I do lunch duty on the daily. So I go every day into the cafeteria during a certain lunch and I stand there and I usually have like my, the microphone or I have a colleague who is also in the cafeteria with me. So sometimes she has the microphone. Sometimes I have the microphone and the microphone is there just so we can say, hello, everyone. Welcome. And then at the end of the lunch period, it's like, okay, now it's time to clean up your t- tables and move on. And that's just a better way than me having to yell over everyone. So anyway, so I'm standing in my spot where I stand so I can see like the majority of the cafeteria. I could see the kids funneling through the lunch lines to get their food. I can see the kids sitting down at their tables and this whole process. And so I'm there in my post at the beginning and I'm like, hey, how are you? How's your day? And they're like, hey, Miss Gazzetti, how are you? And I'm like, great. Oh, love your hat. Oh, what's for lunch today? Oh, that burger doesn't look so amazing. Okay, whatever. And so this boy was a sixth grader, goes through the line with his food and he comes out with his tray and I'm just standing there and I like nodded the kid and he nods back at me. So what you can't see is I'm like doing a chin up kind of head nod thing, <laughs> not a head down. He didn't nod down, but he did a chin up like head at me. And then he did, he did a kissy face. He went at me. <laughs> And I and it took me a second to like I think I like tilted my head like a dog does when it hears a high pitch like I tilted my head and I might have put my eyebrows up and it took like after he nodded and kissy faced at me it took him like a split second and then the look of horror on his face when he realized what he had just done and he was like oh my god miss he's like no and I was like dude it's okay and he's like I don't he didn't have any words he's like I don't even know in his little like cardboard tray is in his hands and he's a sixth grader like trying to maneuver around the table get to his seat and I, <laughs> it was all I could do just to not I didn't want to like make and him no feel one so else bad saw it I don't know I don't think so but oh. then I told my colleague because she came over and we were talking I was like I have to tell you what just happened and we were dying laughing and again I didn't want to make the kid feel bad or anything because I'm sure it was plenty embarrassing for him to have just done kissy face at me but <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh thanks buddy and he was like oh like oh no miss no and I'm like it's okay buddy like <laughs> I don't know if that's how you greet people in your home <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets a kissy face. Right. Like in our yearbooks, we have superlatives for staff. And one is like most likely to be called mom or dad. And I'm not that one. Like, I think I've been called mom once, you know, when the kids are like just not thinking or whatever. And they go to call you like, hey, Miss Gazetti or Miss Wyman or whatever. And it's like, mom, that. And they're like, oh, sorry. And so we have most likely to be called mom or dad. And I think I'm going to throw in there like most likely to get kissy face from my kid. <laughs> so I have a question cute. about that because Sean and I used to do the kissy emoji so it'd be like the yellow face Mm -hmm. with the puckered lips with the little heart Mm -hmm. like the lips to the side 
Yeah, I think right so. Now. The little heart on mm-hmm. it. And so we would do that back and forth, like, ah, oh, smooch for you, or kind of like, I love you. And then I've had some people that I am not romantically involved with who will send that to me. And I don't know what to make of it. And I wonder if I need like the emoji dictionary or something to know when it's appropriate. Because there have been times, right, that there are emojis, I think, that have multiple meanings or this is what you do for this or that. Like eggplant. Right. Yeah. Or a peach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or like the purple devil one. That was one for a while. I have some research to do, I guess. Yeah. So recently I had someone where I just like thanked them for helping me with something and I got the smoochy face and I was like, I kind of like from mom will sometimes give like that seems to me appropriate. Like Mm -hmm. not, I guess not always romantically, but more maybe like a parent to a child seems normal or a person to their partner seems. Mm -hmm. But when it's like, I just got an oil change in my car and I said, thanks so much. And I got a moochie face face back back? and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, Thanks. Okay. Now that does sound weird because I have known the person who who <laughs> services my car for a long time. So it's not like I just walked into a shop and was like, hey, can I have your number? <laughs> Haven't done that either. But yeah, so I, I just, uh, have you had someone where you're like, no, oh. no, I mean, not like that. So it's like, we have a person in our life who's like an aunt. And so that's like an, I love you and smooches kind of thing. You know, like if I was in person, we'd probably kiss each other on the cheek as we're saying goodbye to each other or whatever. But you're right. Your person who does your work on your car gives you an oil change in not me. the okay. car, an oil change. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, yeah. We do know this person, but just, yeah, you're probably not on that level. So I, I would be like, huh, I would probably like pause at that one too. Or there are ones I get winked at where I'm like winky winks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just, I'm not sure how to interpret the winky emoji. So Segways are great today, um, and I'm really enjoying this. So I have to tell you what popped up on my Facebook the other day, that now we have gotten our book club, I think we're in agreement that, not agreeance, people, that is not a word, agreement, that I think we're going to take this on as a project. So funny enough, and I don't know if it's because I've been talking about dating or I've been talking about mates or manpanions, as that's the word that we came up with at book club as I'm, you know, talking about like, Anna, if you were to date again, what are you looking for? And for a while there was putting out into the universe that I would like a single straight man best friend mm-hmm. to go and do things with. And then the term manpanion was coined at book club. Um, yes. And I thought that was genius. So I like a manpanion. <laughs> And I'm still trying to define what that looks like exactly before I throw it out to the universe. Like, this is what I want. I need to figure out, define it so I know what it looks like and so I know what to ask for. But anyway, so Manpanion, and I don't know if it's because we were talking about all this stuff beforehand, but anyway, this ad pops up on my Facebook and I brought it to book club where we coined the term Manpanion. And there is this like psychic lady out there. And you guys are probably, now that I'm talking about it, you're probably going to get those ads popping up in your social media too. But there apparently is this psychic out there who, after just a very quick conversation with you, can draw your, either your soulmate or your future spouse, or like a future kid, or I call it fire twin, but what is it? Flame (laughs) spouse? Twin flame. (laughs) Twin fire spouse. Yeah. Twin flame. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but she can draw it for you. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, like, this is really funny that this popped up on my social media. And then as a book club, we were like, oh, let's just do it just for fun. Because I had my sister, 
I sent her the thing and I was like, here, just look at like the comments. And there are people who reached out to this psychic lady and they're like, I just did it for fun. Like that it would be funny to see what comes up. And then they were like, oh my gosh, the results are actually really cool. And so it just piqued her curiosity. It could totally be a marketing ploy. It could be like 50 men who are fat and bald, who are really great artists sitting somewhere, just <laughs> waiting for these requests to come in because the turnaround time is actually pretty quick. It sounds like, Oh, is it? I don't even know. I don't even know, but you pay like $30 and you have this conversation with this person and then they draw either your soulmate, which isn't necessarily your spouse or your future spouse or your past spouse. But you know, that could be an interesting conversation. But we were like, hey, just out of curiosity, maybe it could just be a fun and quirky thing to do. And so I think we're going to do it. Yeah, I think it would be a fun thing to do. And I kind of crack up. So my thing was, Sean and I definitely had a soul connection. And so I'm like, well, I I don't know if I want to do the soulmate because I'd probably cry and crack up at the Mm -hmm. same time if she juiced Sean. But then I was kind of laughing if I were to do the twin flame is more, some people will call it people that you trauma bond with. So it's mm. it's like, I, I usually refer to the movie Hancock where um, oh, Will right. Smith and Charlize Theron, where it's like, they're your other person, but they're also like not the right person for you to be mm-hmm. with, if that makes sense. Like that's kind of what the twin flame is. It's like you have this kind of a soul connection and you guys can correct me if you've heard something differently. This is just what I've heard in some of the research that I've done. But it's not like you're toxic for each other. It's just that it's you're like you're connected, but but not. But not meant to necessarily have be, a relationship okay. with that okay. person. I dig it. Yeah. What I would find really interesting is that if we did kind of like the soulmate or the future husband or that kind of thing. Cause did you, sorry, I was listening and I didn't know if you said like the future baby part. Uh-huh, yeah. 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 Your future baby. That'd be kind of weird, but interesting. I, I know my, that my, would be very weird for me. My <laughs> initial thought though, cause there's four of us and then I'll get to what I was really saying. Cause there's four of us is that each one of us pick one oh. and see, <laughs> and see what happens. But I think it'd be really interesting if we were to do like the future husband or something. And then the picture though is someone that we know, but aren't like in a relationship with Mm -hmm. that to me would be super interesting. I'm like, this has a real resemblance (laughs) to this person in my life, but I don't even know. But I think it's one of those that you get and then just tuck away. You just tuck away. Exactly. It's just like a data point. And I can see the danger again for anyone who puts a lot of stock into or put the everything into and all the meaning into someone like working with a psychic or predicting the future. And then if it doesn't happen, they're like, that person sucks or God sucks because this thing didn't happen and that person said it would. And sorry, there's a fine line with this. And I think I think we're like, mm, we'll just do it for fun and maybe there will be something to it and maybe there won't. And yeah. it'll we'll just have to go with the flow with that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and usually what I say when people get kind of hooked on that stuff I usually go to because I in the mediums that I've consulted I had one of them or two of them actually who were getting information in relation to parts of my future but both of them the caveat and they say this every person who's legit that I consider to be legit have done research on will say yes but your future and those decisions can change per second and per minute by the choices that I make so right and the comments for this woman where people were holding up the picture and then like sitting in with their 
person, person. and the, <laughs> and yeah. the picture you're like, dang, yeah. she got it. So I, know. I think that's where the curiosity comes. But I think to Anna's point, the whole idea is like, this is something we'd be doing for fun, knowing full well that you can't hold on to that yeah. because... Because you're right, butterfly effect, it could change in a moment. And we were also talking about book club, like, what if we do soulmate? And then she sends us a picture of ourselves. <laughs> like, I am my soulmate. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll have to stay tuned. We'll have to give you an update. Definitely stay tuned because I think we're going to do it and we'll let you know how it comes out. But anyway, y'all, time flies. I've been having so much fun and time flies. But we are at the point where it is time for the STW joke of the day. So Sean T. Wyman, this full grown joke is for you today. All right, here we go. How many apples grow on a tree? I don't know. How many apples grow on a tree? All of them. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) there's the groan Uh there's the groan there it is y'all it's been such a pleasure hanging out with you we hope you have enjoyed your time with us and we look forward to seeing you next week well or being with you (laughs) yes you guys are we look forward to you listening to us next week that sounds good yeah all right love you have a great week bye bye thanks for listening to the russian sisters to connect with them go to the russiansisters.com Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.